Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. Pod, 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 podcast. Pod, 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 podcast. Podcast. Pod, 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 podcast. Pod, 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 This is episode 10 of the Upper Class Podcast, and we're so glad that you were able to join us this week as we uh, continue our journey on this strange journey of no youth group season. But here we are. I guess I'm going against everything that I always say. I always say that there's still youth group. It's just on the podcast, right, guys? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all those voices you just heard, let's introduce everyone. I'll start first. Lily, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Hello. um, My name is Lily. I am 17. I go to McMinnville High School, and I've been attending Calvary Mac for... One and a half years, I think. One and a half years. Yes. Cool. Yes. That's almost as long as I've been here. Wow. Yeah. It's a race. <laughs> I don't think that you'll ever catch up. Oh. <laughs> but also for the listeners, just so everyone knows, this is our first time recording back in the studio, Calvary Mac Studios. Why don't you all give it a clap or a cheer or something? Woo-hoo! Very happy to be back here, even though we're still technically recording on Zoom. And I'll explain that in a minute. But first of all, Abby, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Abby, and I'm 16. I go to Mac High. And I am sometimes on the worship team at Calvary Mac, and I've been coming here since forever. Forever. <laughs> all eternity. Yep. That's what since it the feels beginning of like, time. right? Yep. And then also sitting, just so the listeners can try to picture this, I'm at a desk, and... Lily and Abby are both sitting at the desk with me, but then sitting off in the corner all alone. Kyler, introduce yourself. I was not assigned the dark corner. I mean, I wasn't. You didn't choose the dark corner. The dark corner chose you. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm Kyler. I'm 17. I've been going to Calvary Chapel my whole life as well for all eternity. Sweet. And sometimes I do soundboard and I'm on the leadership team which is why I'm recording the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. This is why we're still using Zoom to record, because thousands of miles away in California, we're also joined by Katie. Katie, who are you and what are you doing here? Well, hi, y'all. I'm Katie. Um, I'm 16, and I've been going to Calvary for a year and a half now, same as Lily. Um, I go to Mac High, and yeah, I'm part of the leadership team. And why are you in California? I'm in California visiting my dad for the summer. Fun. What did you guys think of that intro, like the theme music? Yeah. But it was awesome. Shout out to Ryan Canfield. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we have special music is because Ryan Canfield made it for us. Ryan also made our usual intro that we go with, but it's a special edition episode because we have have one extra cast member than usual on the show and super fun we get to be in the studio and we get to be in the studio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything's better well great welcome back to the studio guys for those of you wondering why we have a podcast if we're just a measly little youth group well somehow if you don't know 
all ministry got shut down by the governor. And ever since then, we have been doing youth group over podcast. So what you're going to do is you're going to listen to this here show, and then you're going to call up a friend at the end to talk about those questions. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and read those questions off for you. But you can find those questions on uh, Instagram. That's Calvary Mac underscore upper class. And then listen to the show and talk to someone about it. You can find the show on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. On like that. and subscribe. <laughs> Moving along. We also wanted to update you on the coronavirus shutdown for Upper Class Ministries. This podcast <laughs> is recorded a week in advance and things change every day. So we really have no idea what the world is going to be like by the time people listen to this. But we still want to do our best to try to predict and update you on youth group reopenings. For those of you who don't know, Yamhill County is on phase one of the reopening process. Isn't that exciting? Yes. You guys, I think we updated last week on what that means, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, technically we could start having youth group, but we're not quite ready for that yet, especially since there's still a lot of people who are nervous about going out, people who have like at-risk people that live in their home with them, you know, you should probably still be staying home for a little bit longer. But there's an opportunity for bored juniors and seniors to come to the church and help me do projects during the day. And uh, I'll just kind of be here at random times during the week. I'll try to get the word out however I can. Just DM the upper class Instagram and we'll send you a permission slip for your parents to sign to come and help us. We're going to turn our youth room into a sick space. Sound good? Make it epic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kyler's been helping me. I also wanted to ask all of you guys, now that things are kind of starting to open up, how are you doing and what have you been up to? Well, things aren't really opening up down here yet. I'm in, for those of you who don't know, I'm in Central California and right on the beach. And a lot of people from over in the valley are coming here. So it's nice during quarantine. And so since there's a lot of people, there's more cases. So nobody is, the problem isn't getting helped. So we're not close to getting to phase one here. But since I'm in California, I've been enjoying the sun. I've gone on walks on the beach and I've been taking photos with my new camera and enjoying my dog. I miss my dog. Your dog lives in California? Yeah, her name's Little Girl. She's really cute. Nice. <laughs> I've been taking advantage of the outdoors a lot with my family. We've been going on hikes and just taking in the fresh air. We've also been going to coffee shop. Yeah, once everything opens up, I'm sure I'll be hitting the stores and wasting all that money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gotta go to Marshall's, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, more like the Goodwill. Oh, Goodwill for sure. I've been doing good. I Lately, I've been taking advantage of the sun too, like going out. And I've actually been jogging lately for the past week after dinner. And that's going okay. So you Go Babbers! Hard to get motivated, so good job. Mm -hmm. This last weekend, I went and visited my grandparents who live in Salette's. So we basically glamped which is camping in a trailer. Nice. But we also spent most of the time in their house because we were visiting our grandparents. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So next weekend, we're also going to go back down there, but we're going to actually camp instead of hang out in the house all day. So Basically camping. Do they live on the river? Yeah, they do. That's fun. <laughs> My dad said when he was a kid, because they had property down there when he was a kid. Nice. And they would catch crawdads and eat them. Yeah. Like that would be dinner. You'd be like, go and catch some crawdads. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You guys go fishing? Uh, no. My brother. No. <laughs> Sorry. My brother <laughs> loves to fish, but. Oh, okay. I guess Lily doesn't like fishing or doesn't like. 
eating a fish. I like to go cruising with my boat. She likes to go boating. But you like sushi. Yeah. Oh, sushi's so good. <gasps> That's fish. We have to go back. Sushi's my favorite. No, no. I feel like Katie's the only one here that doesn't like sushi. No. I yeah, I am. Come to Sushi yeah. Kayo, and it's literally so Katie, good. They have fried things. There they do. The they it's not even about that. It's just fish. No. It's is it the smell? Yeah. Yeah. It's also the smell. Fried fish. fried non-fish things. My mom made crab, fish for dinner one day, and she crab. wouldn't even touch it. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It was delicious. It's true. Have you ever tried fish? Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> okay, you know what, Katie? Whatever. <laughs> I'm probably one of the pickiest eaters you'll ever meet. Besides Lily. Lily's pretty bad, too. She's picky. You're worse. <laughs> no, that's not true. Lily, you must have loved our conversation about the fish sticks uh, last week then. Oh, my goodness. There's a, like a good five to ten minutes on different shapes of fish sticks. <laughs> anyway, that's great that... We've all been, you know, eating sushi and waiting for the world to change. <laughs> the pod's going to continue going after all of this. Um, every week we'll try to release an episode. It might take a little bit different form. I might no longer be the host. Oh my goodness. We'll oh see God. what happens. It's time for some uplifting news. Wait, uh, before we get to that, can I tell a joke? Okay. <laughs> what kind of bug is bad at football? What? A fumblebee. Oh my. <laughs> Thank you. That is <laughs> It's actually a first grader's joke who set up a joke booth. A so, joke booth? Yeah. What? So it has a sign and it's like, drive by, walk by, joke booth. And okay. so he he's memorized all these jokes, this first grader. And people walk up to him and they're like, tell me a joke. And then he tells them a joke. And I mean... How can you not laugh when a first grader tells you a joke like that? <laughs> I laughed, and you're not a first grader, so. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Jokes, then. Man, that's such a huge improvement from a kissing booth. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Don't you guys think kissing booths are just creepy? Yes. It's Actually a thing? During... I thought it was just a movie. No, it's a real thing, Abby. I don't think it's still a thing, Let's hope but it was gross. a thing. Where were they? At, like, carnivals? Yeah, you would just kiss people. I think that was before they knew about diseases. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, a joke booth is definitely way cleaner than a kissing booth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any good jokes that you would give if you had a joke booth? I got one. A knock-knock joke. Who's there? No, no, no. You have oh. to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? <laughs> who, who? You're an owl. <laughs> You're an owl. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, guys? Yes. I think I am. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have holes in your underwear? Oh. Yes. No, yeah. you're supposed to say no. You're supposed to say no. No, no, not I my know underwear. This one. I know this my one. My underwear? No. Then how, then how do you put them on? Uh, <laughs> to cut I holes wish you guys could see morning. me because I'm cracking up. I specifically buy underwear with no holes to cut them. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I have a joke. Why couldn't the bicycle stand by itself? Because it didn't have a kickstand. Because it didn't have wheels. <laughs> nope. It was too tired. Ha ha ha. What? <laughs> I say that joke all the time. Oh, cause... I don't know how you guys don't already know that one. <laughs> Abby, do you get it? Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I still haven't gotten it. Tires? Oh, get it? Tired. Tired. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have a joke. Okay. Where did Susan go? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate this one. It's an anti-joke. During the bombing. Where? Everywhere. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I've heard many jokes like that. Mm -hmm. Why did the little boy fall off the swing set? Because he didn't have arms. <gasps> no. <laughs> uh, all right. Any more jokes? No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> all right. So, joking booth. If you thought you were creating something new when you thought of making a joking booth, it's already been done by a first grader. So, Not get some creative. better material. <laughs> Not creative. All right. And then we also have another story, Abby. It's a pretty interesting one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, so speaking of babies, remembering armless baby joke. Um, is it not a baby? What? Okay, there's, there's a parrot. There's a parrot. His name is Willie, okay? And he saved... Stop. He saved his name his... is Willie? Yes. Is it really? It's a great name for a parrot. Willie. I thought you were making that up. Wait, a joke. Oh. No, it's this... Oh, yeah, news story. Okay, go on. Okay. <laughs> So there's a parrot named Willie. Oh my gosh. There's, yeah, there's a Willie the parrot. He saved the baby choking because uh, he was over because his owner was babysitting the baby and she was choking on her breakfast. And Willie said, Mama, baby. And it and it talks. Wow. Right? Dang. And so it, it alerted its owner and the baby was saved. Wow. Yep. Wow. So the parrot did the Heimlich too? <laughs> It doesn't exactly say that, but I'm reading between the lines, and I think yeah. I think that's the case. So he's going, Mama Baby, mm -hmm. and doing the Heimlich. Wow. <laughs> Willie deserves an award. Yeah. I think, wait, never mind. I don't know. No. Get an award. Did he? Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is going to take so oh much editing. Oh, my God. I'm just okay. editing this for five hours. <laughs> I'm just reading the headline. That explains this is going to take so much editing. I'm, I'm going to so be sorry. editing this for five hours. <laughs> So it says that he was given the Local Animal Lifesaver Award. Wow. Didn't even know that was an award. Literally. I, I thought. You know, you don't need to be sorry. It's, he got an award. <laughs> he did. I remember. <laughs> Man. So what's the point of giving a parrot an award, though? Shouldn't they give it to the owner who taught the parrot to talk? No. Well, you don't really. I don't think you teach a parrot to talk. I think they just copy you. But you have to teach them, right? Don't you have to teach them to copy <laughs> you? No, you just talk and then they start talking oh okay like a child <laughs> like a child yeah like just, a creepy like we don't teach our children to talk oh, i'm just playing a video real quick that's a parrot <laughs> Can you guys... what's he saying what are you doing is that what he's saying <laughs> hey kids what are you doing see i told you you have to teach it what to say right here wait here's... yes i think so Here's another one. I'm really worried that it's going to be like a vulgar carrot. <laughs> I meant to say parrot. Okay, here, here we go. Nobody expects the Spanish, is it? Nobody is that the parrot? Yeah, that's a so... parrot. <laughs> Ew! That is crazy. Oh my gosh, have you guys ever heard of a parrot? <laughs> a parrot that fluently... Listen, listen. Nobody expects the Spanish, is it? Baby bird. Nobody expects the Spanish Nobody expects the Spanish All right, I feel like we've gone off the rails a little bit. <laughs> Believe it or not, it is now time that we get into the message. It's hard. That's really hard. All right, so guys, we are. Uh, still technically in our series of owning your faith but i wanted to take a day of this time a proper view of church today because this is something that actually a lot of people have an incorrect view of church how they treat church how they talk about church 
So I, I thought it would be important for us to talk about that today as a part of the upperclassmen youth group to prepare everyone for graduating and becoming young adults who live on their own. As a Christian, you probably know that church is a massive part of our faith. We go to church very often. Some of us go to church multiple times a week, and we listen to pastors talk, and we worship together as a big group. But you might know this, is that the way we do church comes under attack, even by other believers all the time. People boycott the normal way of doing church by starting like little home churches with just family and friends. You know, as someone who's employed by a church and who loves going to church, it can kind of be easy to get a little defensive about why church works the way it does. But in all reality, the naysayers, the people who, you know, want to nuke the way that we do church and, and change it all up, they have a lot of grounds for doing what they do and saying what they say. What I'm saying is their conviction to drastically change the way that we do church is not completely unfounded. And uh, I've got a few thoughts on why that is. The, the main reason, though, is that a majority of Jesus followers, at least, I'll, I'll, I'll be more specific than that. A majority of Jesus followers in, in the United States have an unhealthy view of what church is. Today, um, in order to prepare you guys to be young adult Jesus followers, I'm going to try to teach you the correct way to view church, or at least give you my thoughts on it, and then you can wrestle with that on your own and come to your own conclusions. Of course, the best place to start any time that you're learning about any kind of faith-related issue is the Bible. And the first question I want us to answer through Scripture is, what is church? Normally, I would say let's jump into Acts because that's where the Christian church was born, but I don't want to read the whole book of Acts on air, and so you can do that on your own. Instead, I'm going to read a few select verses throughout the New Testament that really talk about church. And so I'm going to look at Romans 12:5. It says, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. And then Ephesians 2:19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I'm reading a lot here, but I'm going to keep going. Colossians 1.18 says, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And then last, 1 Corinthians 3.17 if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. The reason why I jumped around uh, the New Testament and grabbed verses from a whole bunch of different books is to show you guys in snippets the biblical narrative of what church is. So I don't know if you guys picked up on it as I was reading those different verses, but here's the answer. What is the church? We are the church. The church is God's people, the Jesus followers. And together, we become one body of believers who are all moving toward God and supporting one another in that. At the end of the day, church goes beyond Sunday mornings. And that's what we've been trying to drive into everyone's head throughout this whole shutdown thing, is that church isn't just a building. It's that you are the church. And this has a huge implication on how we begin to view church itself. 
we can begin to see Sunday morning gatherings as what they are. It's the body of Christ gathered into one building in the name of Jesus. So that's what church is. Sunday morning is not the end of the church. You know, once we leave church on Sunday mornings, that's not the end of the church or with your walk with God. It transcends into all aspects of your life. And you're connected to each one of your brothers and sisters in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, by being adopted into the same family, the family of God, his chosen people. Things get messy when you don't be begin your opinion of what church is with the foundation that the church is people. And, and so without that prior knowledge, you begin to see church as a building and not as a people. And uh, this leads us to a completely incorrect view of the church. So just to recap, to answer the question, what is church? What is the church? It's just God's people. That simple. The church is the body of believers. So um, the next point I wanted to cover uh, today is just that uh, church is not a place to serve you. It's a place for you to serve. And so when you don't have the right mindset of what the church is, it's hard to understand this concept. That church is not a place to serve you. It's a place for you to serve. And so this manifestation of the wrong, or I'm sorry, the manifestation in your life of having this, you know, the wrong view of church is bad attitudes and comments like, the message just didn't speak to me today, or I don't like these new worship songs. And here's why people have that, whether they realize it or not. The reason why people have those attitudes is because they want to be served and they want to be catered to. Their hearts see church as an experience to enjoy. And that's an unhealthy view of what church is. We always need to remember that we don't do church to impress people. We do church you know, the, um, when I say that right now, I'm talking about the Sunday morning services. We do church to praise and honor God. Um, you know, and as people who serve at church, we do everything with excellence and to the very best of our ability. And that means we make our buildings look nice. We keep them up to date. We help people on the worship team to become the best musicians they can to play skillfully. Every little part of our service we meticulously plan, but we don't do it to impress people. That's kind of like... A side effect of what we're actually trying to do you know we we do we don't do those things for people but for God and uh, I mean it works out great people who aren't believers or who are new to the faith or who are new even just to the area they're gonna be attracted to all of those things but we don't necessarily do it for them we do it for God because because we were we do Sunday mornings for God we want to put excellence into everything that we do and so we need to change from a mindset of being served, coming to church to be served, to serving. You should change your attitude from, I, don't, I didn't like today's message, to something like, I'm praying that other people's lives were changed by today's message. I mean, honestly, pastors pray that any message they present would not be their own words, but would be God speaking through them. And so if you open your eyes and you look past your need to be constantly filled by others and see how the message or the service itself is touching the hearts of others in the church, even on, on any giving, given morning, if you show up to church and you're like, man, I'm just not feeling it today, 
but then you have eyes to look around and see other people being touched. When we do that, uh, we think beyond ourselves. That's what we need to do. We need to think beyond ourselves. And almost ironically, when we do think beyond ourselves, that's when we're most impacted by being a part of any given church, any given church body. You know, because we've talked about this a bit before, but one of the biggest problems that plagues the local church is consumerism and the consumeristic mindset, consumerist mindset that comes from secular culture has been fostered by church leaders for decades where it's created a culture where so many people come to church and they just, they want to be served. And then when they don't feel like they were served well enough, they just decide to go to a different church. I'm not saying there's never a time when you should go to a new church or a different join a different church body. Uh, there's definitely many situations where that is necessary, but you always need to be led by God in doing that and led by the Spirit. And so if you're thinking about switching churches, then you know really pray about it and ask if that's something that God's calling you to do or if you are just wanting to be served. And the reason that you're leaving is because you think that you'll get served better at a different church. This is important to understand is, and I'll say it again, Church is not a place to serve you. It's a place for you to serve. It's a place for God's people to come together and honor God. It's a place for hurting people to come and to be touched. And if you're hurting, you're going to come to church and you are going to be served in a way. It, you know, if, if you need that, then the church is there to give it to you. But you also need to give back in that you need to be praying for your church you, you know that's the the easiest way honestly is something that the responsibility of all of us is to be praying for our pastors praying for our our people that go to our church and then also uh you know i'm talking about like literally serving like helping with stacking chairs or helping being on a leadership team of a specific ministry any kind of way that you can you can help you should be doing that and that's the next step in your faith once you realize that the church isn't there to only serve you and that you're not just there to consume a good time of worship, you know, a good drummer and a good worship leader up on stage and then like a message that makes you feel good. That's not what it's all about. It's about God's people coming together and uh, helping each other through hard times in life. The last thing I wanted to talk about too is uh, I wanted to kind of look at one of the things that naysayers, as I called them, people who think we should nuke the way we do church and then completely change everything, is they'll say, well, the way we do church, you know, like with the worship, message, fellowship, a bunch of people in a room, that's a new concept. The truth is it's not a new concept. And the last question I wanted to answer is where do we get the idea to do church? Uh, I'll tell you it's been happening this way this recipe that we have for a Sunday morning service has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, not just in the New Testament church when, when uh, you know, then Jesus was risen and, and commanded us to go out and make new disciples, but it's been happening even before that. In the synagogues, what, the, what they would do even in the Old Testament times long, long ago is they would come together, they would sing hymns, they would read scripture, and uh, so periodically they would have, you know, do sacrifices and things like that. 
Well, what do we do at church today? We have worship. We have a message out of the word and we do communion, you know? And so, uh, you know, church isn't the way that we do church is not a new thing. It's not a product of the culture. The way that people treat church is a product of the culture. And, uh, I also wanted to read Hebrews uh, 10, verse 25. It says, Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's important that you don't just give up going to church either. And when you graduate high school and you're living on your own, it's going to be that much easier to just stay home. And even, honestly, most seniors and some juniors in high school don't have the pressure that they used to have to go to church from their parents. And uh, once you get your license, you're kind of free and no one's forcing you for in, in a lot of situations, no one forcing you to do anything that you don't want to do. Um, and so I wanted to encourage you, don't stop going to church. Don't stop meeting with other believers because you don't need to go through this life alone. There's lots of heaviness Lots of hard things going on in the world. I know lots of people are suffering in different ways. And uh, the church is a way that you can be supported by one another. And, and as we talked about the church being the body of believers, that's the way the body can support each other and help each other out is by being together and going to church. And I'm really excited for when we're allowed to have church again. <laughs> But um, what are you guys' thoughts on anything that I just talked about? I totally agree with the idea that church is not just a building. It's a it's people and, you know, it's a connection to the Holy Spirit. And this the idea of like the church being a holy place. Um, well, it is a holy place, but in the idea that every people are the church anywhere can be a holy place if where one or two are gathered the holy spirit is there you know and mm-hmm. so with that thinking with the uh, serving the church we should be serving everywhere we go we should be serving everyone as christians we should um we're we're made to serve to be servants yeah yeah mm-hmm. as the church um building off of that we are called to love everyone and that's kind of a part of serving the church and serving the body of people is just love them you know like that's kind of just how you serve if they're in need you help them if they need comfort then you comfort them it's just loving each other and that's how you serve each other i think it's important to just find your why like why are you going to church why are you taking the time to read your bible and listen to a sermon or finding the time to listen to what God has to say to you, I think it's important to make that time and make that commitment so you can have a better relationship with God and your life can be something worth living for and for someone like Jesus. And I think um, especially during this quarantine, a lot of people who went to church probably just for the reason of being in the building and getting the message and worship and then going back home, I think it's going to be a real... um, time where they grow in their lives spiritually and just know that um, it's important, the church and the people there, it's important, the connection. And I know that's what I've learned, like never take church for granted again, because the people who are there, they're going to be there for you through thick and thin. And that's, it's really important. Thank you guys for all that insight. So just to recap, 
on the message, what is church? The church is uh, all of the Jesus followers. We're, uh, we're one body. That's the church. And then church is the gathering of all of those believers in one place to worship God and to encourage and support one another. And always remember that when we go to church, we're not going there to be served, but to serve. That's literally what Jesus said. I came not to uh, be served, but to serve. And uh, I came not to get served, but to serve. That's kind of funny, right? Do you guys know that? Get served, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, the last thing is where do we get the idea, Where the, the method that we do church right now? Uh, well, it's been going on for thousands of years, so don't let anyone tell you that it's some sort of new invention. Uh, it comes from the ancient synagogues that the, the Jewish people used, have been doing for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Anyway, it's time we get into our questions. So you can find these questions on the upper class Instagram. That's CalvaryMac underscore upper class. And I'll make sure to get those posted up there after this airs. Anyway, here they are. What are some ways you can serve the church? What's your definition of a church? Knowing that you'll be served by being a part of a loving body of believers, how can you ensure you don't fall into going to church solely to be served? What does the consumerist mindset look like? What are ways you stay connected to your church body through quarantine? You can find these questions on the Upper Class blog and Instagram. Uh, and if you haven't done this yet, text at Mac Upper to 81010 to be added to our text reminds. We'll let you know when uh, big events are coming up and all that good stuff. And now it's time for some final thoughts. Kyler, final thoughts. As everything's opening up since we're in phase one <laughs> of reopenings, I think it'll just be important to make sure that you keep church, like your home is your first church, even after quarantine. Amen. It stop when we can go back to the building. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thank you, Kyler. Katie, final thoughts? Okay, yeah. Go help serve for uh, church. We have to do stuff for the building, the youth group building. So go and help if you can. What a perfect coincidence. I didn't do that on purpose. Oh my gosh. Huh? Come if you are a junior or a senior and help us make our youth room better. That's how you can start serving your church. If There we go at-risk people in your household though so yeah sign the permission slip yeah you got to get a permission slip and you still got to protect those uh, older people if you come into contact with them but if not and you want to start serving the church come that's my final thought Woo! Ooh. thanks <laughs> katie and me and kyler shared final thoughts it's just all perfect mm -hmm. lily <laughs> um know your why behind what you're doing and why you're going to church and why you're reading your bible it's important to know your reasoning behind things so you can get motivated to do it more and grow from what you're doing beautiful Thank that's you. just that's amazing <laughs> insta that you know okay yeah mm -hmm. inspirational quote with a nice I will, picture on your bible account Hush. abby um yes uh i was just <laughs> like to say that um during quarantine it was really nice to have to be at home at church and worship in our own homes um but i can see how some people might be intimidated by going back uh who weren't really comfortable before um in the actual church building and i i just like to say just try it um it's pretty amazing when you are surrounded by 
people who um, believe the same thing you do and are on fire for the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's it's just it's just really good. And I hope that people come. Oh man, she's getting sad and emotional. Crying? No. Oh, no. <laughs> she's doing the opposite of crying, which is sweating. No. Sweating. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I uh, hope that you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Adios. All right. Thank you, Katie. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Whoa, I said that so loud. I almost just fell out of my chair. I saw that. <laughs> Terrifying. Okay. We should get a laugh track. Yeah. Need... Oh, for the bumblebee joke. Oh. I want that laughter <laughs> right after my joke. Okay, I'll, I'll link you to edit. TV. I'm really worried that it's going to be like a vulgar carrot. Let me know how it goes. What does a rain cloud wear under its coat? Wait, wait. <laughs> under its coat? <laughs> they should have said under its pants. That would have made so much more sense. No, tell your joke about the the lawyer. No. Yes. <laughs> Make it sound like really bad editing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, do that for my underwear joke too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whew. It's time to get serious. It's hard to get serious after that. Yeah, my face hurts. Ugh, that's weird noise. That? What does it sound like? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you're slapping your face. Oh. Rain drops. Yeah, it sounds like rain. Rain drop. Drop top. Rain drop. Tap tap. <laughs>